listening to a sermon podcast from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts and the actions in our lives be now and always acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. One evening, a chiropractor was working late in his office when a moth flew in. The chiropractor looked up and smiled and said, well, hello, (laughs) what can I do for you? Surprisingly, the moth replied, I need help. I'm feeling so depressed and stressed. I don't think my wife loves me anymore. She barely speaks to me and everything I do seems to irritate her. My kids are at the stage where they no longer want anything to do with me. They see me as an embarrassment, and I worry about them. Then I go to work, and my boss is on my back the whole time. I think he hates me. I get all my work done, but he's never satisfied and he criticizes me in front of everyone else. I'm feeling so down, I just can't take much more of this. Well, after a moment, the chiropractor said, well, I am, I'm really sorry, but it seems to me you really need to talk to a counselor or a psychologist. Look, I'm a chiropractor. Why did you come into my office? And the moth said, well, The light was on. It can take a minute, yeah. (laughs) You're probably wondering why I would tell a joke about a moth tonight, and and not a very good one at that. Um, (laughs) It's the best one I could find, though. (laughs) You see, it's, it's not only moths that are drawn to the light. People have been drawn to the light of Christ for over 2,000 years. This season of Advent is about the darkness surrounding us and our progress towards the light of Christmas. But before we remember once again how we were there on that hilltop in Israel, tending our flocks of sheep and being terrified when the angel of the Lord came and gave us such astonishingly good news. And before we remember how we left the sheep, hurried down to the village and found, just as we've been told, that special child wrapped in strips of cloth and laying in a feeding trough. Before we remember that remarkable night and with great joy celebrate the birthday of our Savior Christ, And as we wait in hope and anticipation of the coming again of our Savior and King, we have preparations to make. I'm not talking about the preparations of buying gifts, planning family dinners, buying special food and putting up decorations. I'm not talking about all the hustle and bustle of the frantic consumer-driven holiday season. I'm talking about quiet, reflective, personal preparation, about self-examination and prayer. 
It's about looking for the light of Christ within us. The church liturgy and lectionary provides us with a wonderful rhythm through the year. And the liturgy takes us through a journey from darkness into light, gently, quietly, and reflectively. I think we need this time of preparation if we are to truly experience the meaning and wonder of Christmas. Today's excerpt from the Gospel according to Mark is about preparation, preparing the way of the Lord, clearing a path in our self-created wildernesses, clearing a path for a new exodus, an exodus from slavery to idols like greed and avarice, lust, hatred, violence, and power. Mark's gospel is believed by many to be the earliest of the canonical gospels. And Mark has an urgent story to share. He is passing on earth-shatteringly good news that must be shared immediately with anyone who will listen. Reading Mark's narrative can leave us breathless. The message is so urgent that Mark doesn't even take time to provide the backstory of Jesus or John the Baptist. He gets right to the need, urgent need to act. According to Mark, John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. It's fascinating that in Mark's account, John just suddenly showed up in the wilderness. Mark tells us nothing about who he was or where he came from. Perhaps the story of John was already widely known and Mark felt it unnecessary to provide that part of the story. John the baptizer was convinced that it was urgent that people turn around from their sinful ways, that they receive forgiveness while there was still time. And this meant they needed to be sincere in their repentance and begin to follow a new pathway in right relationship with God. And this message of the urgent need to change, together with God's forgiveness for what was past, really attracted the people. It was a call towards the light. The people came in great numbers to be baptized and made ready by John. John the baptizer told the people that he was just a messenger sent to prepare the way for one far greater than he. He was clearly speaking of the long-awaited Messiah, the Savior of the people of Israel. As St. John wrote in his version of the Gospel, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. The next part of Mark's story, he tells how Jesus himself came to be baptized by John and also a revelation of who he was. I've often pondered about the phrase that begins Mark's gospel. He says, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, it's true that this is the beginning of the book, 
he calls the gospel or good news of Jesus Christ, but it seems a bit obvious and unnecessary to be included in such a compact, fast-moving story. I think the answer, I believe, is in the whole of Mark's gospel, that the whole of Mark's gospel is only the beginning of the good news. This beginning phrase acts as the title of the whole book. And the first phrase is clarified when we read the original ending of Mark with the women at the tomb. Listen to the original ending of Mark's gospel. But he, the young man dressed all in white, said to them, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He's been raised. He's not here. Look, there's the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. That's how the original text ends. Not very helpful, like it seems to stop. Clearly the women did go and tell the disciples what they had seen and been told. The good news had just begun to be shared. With the resurrection of Jesus, the disciples received the commission to carry on his mission and to take the good news into the whole world. The beginning of the good news in Mark ends with Easter. The beginning of the sharing of the good news continues through the disciples as we read in Acts and the letters of Paul. Today, the continued proclamation of the gospel, the good news, has been passed down to you and me. In our baptismal covenant, we promise with God's help to proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ. Advent may be the perfect time to think about this particular promise because like John the Baptist, we are called to witness to Christ. During Advent as in Lent, we are offered a special time to pause and reflect on our lives and to do our best to sincerely repent our sins, those things we have done and those which we've left undone. Repentance of our sins, as John the baptizer taught, is more than just being sorry for them and asking for forgiveness. It's about acknowledging them and then putting those behaviors behind us so that we might walk in right relationship with God through Christ. And for this, we ask God's help. As we enter the second week of Advent, may we be drawn to the light and renewed in our desire and commitment to share the remarkable, astonishingly good news of God in Christ to anyone who will listen. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from St. Benedict's Table. 
For information on our church and to access the full catalog of our podcasts going all the way back to 2006, visit us online at stbenedictstable.ca. In addition, if you are interested in supporting our online work, you can find information on the website using the Donate button located on the top right-hand corner. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.